For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three stakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Fellow Falcoholics, what is up? Welcome to another episode of the Falcoholic Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Knight at Falcoholic Kevin, here to bring you another episode in our Falcons roster review series, taking a look at who the Falcons have under contract, who the Falcons have hitting free agency, and who some top free agent targets are at every position on the roster. And today's focus is going to be running back. If you're interested in some of the other offensive positions, we did quarterback last week and we had wide receiver earlier in the week as well. So you can go back and listen to those. Those are all on the feed as well. Uh, But welcome in today. Like I said, going to be focusing on running back. And uh, it's an interesting one, right? Because the Falcons actually had a ton of production from this group. Uh, They were one of the NFL's best, maybe the NFL's best rushing attack, depending on some metrics. Uh, had a really electric performance from a rookie running back, had a really good performance from a UDF, a former UDFA running back, and then, of course, Cordero Patterson is here as well. So lots to like there, but a position that might sort of be a sneaky need in free agency or, you know, in the draft, um, and we'll get into the reasons for that soon. Uh, before we do that, did want to give you guys an update on the podcast uh, because, like I said previously, uh, we might have needed to change the name. Uh, here towards the end of the month, but that is going to be delayed. It was uh, just communicated to me actually today for listening to this uh, on Friday that this merge will not be happening in March at all. It'll actually be happening April 1st. So no changes whatsoever to the podcast for another month. So everyone can relax a little bit. Um, no matter what, the podcast feed will remain the same. The name might change, but if, you ha- if you're subscribed to the pod, if you're on our YouTube channel, uh, you know, no matter what platform you're on, everything will remain the same in terms of the feed. You'll just uh, maybe see a slightly different name for those things uh, when the dust clears. But for now, one more month, nothing's happening. So uh, every, everything's fine, I guess. Uh, so just, just relax. Uh, that does also mean I'm being paid for one more month. So that's also nice. Uh, so, hey, not going to complain there. Um, but anyway, getting back to the Falcon-centric part of this conversation, the running back group is an interesting one and we're going to go ahead and kick things off by looking at the running backs that the Falcons have under contract. So right now uh, at the top of the list, of course, is Corderell Patterson, who's making a pretty healthy five and a half million this year. Um, And 
it's not a contract where the Falcons are able to save a ton of money with a cut and Cordell Patterson's value, even though he's not going to be nearly as high a volume player as he was in his first year here, um, is still high. Patterson's clearly a great red zone threat. I think he's likely to be utilized more and more as a receiving threat. Um, and when and when he is healthy, I mean, there's no doubt that Patterson's a dynamic presence back there in the running back group. And for other reasons, you know, that we'll get to further down the depth chart, I think keeping Patterson around is even more important because there's not necessarily the depth here that we might have uh, originally hoped for based on what we saw in 2022. Um, next guy on the list making just a whopping $1 million is return specialist Avery Williams. Did play a little bit at running back, about 13% of the snaps, was utilized as a receiver. It's clearly something that he's still sort of uh, adjusting to, but I wouldn't rule out Avery Williams taking on a bigger role going forward. The, the team clearly likes him. He was one of the best punt returners in the NFL. I believe he had the highest punt return average of any returner this year. So clearly a guy that they like, you know, his, he has that sort of emergency ability to play corner as well. Um, so a versatile sort of back end of the roster guy, how much value does he actually give you as a running back? That's sort of an open question still. I, he was certainly not a bad player in that regard. Um, you know, I think Williams certainly showed off some good hands. We know that he's good with the ball as well, but just 22 carries for 109 yards. Um, he, he did average over five, you know, exactly five yards a carry. So that's pretty efficient. And he had the touchdown, um, 13 catches for 61 yards for a pretty pedestrian 4.7 yards per carry. So still a role that, you know, he's, he's adjusting to not really sure that we're going to necessarily ever see a whole lot there, but I'm not going to rule it out based on his first year at that position since playing it in high school. So there could be more upside there for Williams. We'll see. Um, the big name of course is Tyler Algier, uh, the rookie fifth rounder who came in and basically took over the backfield, um, at a certain point started kind of slow, right? But Algier quickly improved, uh, pretty much every single week. I mean, I was really kind of, I think early on it, it almost looked like Algier was like the least impressive of all the guys that the Falcons had, but he finished super strong, got better every single week, was much better as a receiver than expected, uh, and ended with 210 carries for 1,035 yards, broke the Falcons rookie rushing record that stood for a really long time. Um, did score only three rushing touchdowns, which is a little bit low considering that volume, but not anything to be concerned about. Ended up with a four point yards per carry average, which is pretty incredible. And, you know, added those 16 catches for 139 yards and a touchdown as well. So Algier is definitely the guy right now that's, that's likely to take the RB one mantle, uh, a guy that I think you can depend on to be your, your sort of workhorse back. Um, the thing that Algier doesn't really offer is that like dynamic home run ability. And that's something we'll talk about as we go forward. Um, he was, you know, pretty durable. Um, but again, running back is one of those positions where you can lose guys at any time. So, um, I do think the Falcons have found something in Algier as a guy that can potentially be their starting running back going forward. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily view the position as locked up with just Algier. And I think there are ways to bolster the depth around him. One of those ways would have been Caleb Huntley, who was looking great before his injury. Um, I think Huntley was early on, maybe the most impressive of the the running backs not named Corderell Patterson playing. Um, ended up getting hurt uh, with an Achilles injury, unfortunately. Uh, ended with just 76 carries for 366 yards uh, and a touchdown, averaging 4.8 per carry. 
Um, Huntley is really just a runner only, didn't really catch the ball, didn't really play on passing downs, but was playing really well as that sort of relief running back, that rotational guy. Um, and with that Achilles injury, you know, fairly late in the season, I'm not sure how soon we'll see Caleb Huntley or if we'll see him at all in 2023. So not having him as like your RB3 sort of depth guy that you can reliably give the ball to is is a, a big loss to the depth at running back. Um, the Falcons did also sign their practice squad running back BJ Baylor to a futures contract. So he'll be here in 2023. We never actually saw him play any snaps on offense, but that's another guy that's going to be here in camp and have a chance to potentially earn a depth spot. And they also signed uh, fullback Clint Ratkovich to a futures contract. Um, I think was one of the top fullbacks either in the last draft class or the class before um, that the Falcons were interested in, but he ended up signing elsewhere. Um, so he's somebody to monitor going into camp, but again, a guy that's going to compete probably uh, for that role. So those are the guys under contract. They do have a fair number of guys here, right? But is is Huntley going to be able to play? How much do you trust Avery Williams? And, you know, Cordero Patterson probably needs to have his snaps managed pretty carefully, given what we've seen from him the last two years, slowing down at the end of the year. Um, going ahead to the running backs that are pending free agents, there's just one, and he's not really running back. Uh, it's Keith Smith, the fullback, um, who's going to be going into his age 31 season. Uh, Smith was making about 1.4 million, so you could potentially you know shave a little bit of cap, like half a million, by going to like a cheaper vet minimum fullback. But uh, Smith has been really good in that role; he's an excellent special teamer. He does seem to have the favor of the coaching staff, so I wouldn't be shocked at all if they just re-signed Keith Smith to a similar deal. Um, but we'll see, you know, what they decide to do there. Um, not really a significant move one way or the other. I do think that. Given how much they, this team seems to prioritize getting those good special teams players, I think Smith will be back. But he may, you know, have more significant competition for that role this year uh, with a guy like Clint Rakovich, who's a full-time fullback. Um, and and you know, with Smith getting into his 30s, the Falcons are probably feeling a little bit more pressure to see if they can find a cheaper guy, find a, a younger guy that they can potentially have in here for you know another five or six years when Smith is ready to hang him up or starts to slow down. So that's just something to consider at that group. Um, but now we're going to move on to the potential free agent targets for Atlanta. And there's a lot of free agent running backs, just like wide receiver. There's always a lot of free agent running backs, right? And with the Falcons having the the potential depth issues given that Algier, if Algier's healthy, you know, everything's fine. But running back injuries are very common in the NFL. And I don't know that Cordero Patterson is a guy that can really hold up to, to carrying the load. So without Caleb Huntley as your backup, you basically got Avery Williams and Cordero Patterson as your two guys that are going to have to step up if Algier goes down. So there's, there's certainly room for someone to sort of take on that Huntley role until Huntley is back healthy. And again, I'm not sure that that's going to happen at any point during the 2023 season. He may just be a guy that rides the IR all year, maybe late in the season, maybe midway through the season, he's healthy enough to come back. That'd be great. But um, I wouldn't depend on that necessarily. It's a really tough, long injury to come back from, especially for running backs. Um, but there's a lot of names out there. You know, obviously the big name is Saquon Barkley. I, I don't really seriously think the Falcons will pursue him, but you know, given how important the run game is to Atlanta and how well he would fit in this style of offense, you know, he would really give them that sort of dynamic presence that they kind of lack right now. You know, I, I'll put it in there. You know, Saquon's probably asking for north of $10 million a year at running back, and 
Um, I suspect that he'll get it from somebody. I don't know if it'll be the Giants or or somebody else, but um, it's it's worth putting out there. I I personally wouldn't go into that. You know, I think Algier is good enough that you're not trying to pay a running back significant money, but um, it's it's certainly worth you know mentioning. Um, like that's the same reason. Uh, I'm not gonna. I didn't put guys like David Montgomery or Josh Jacobs in here because those are guys that are all gonna be making like eight to ten million per. And again, I think that's just like too much for what the Falcons are probably looking to add in free agency, which is more of a RB two type guy that can that can be a a sort of spot starter uh, or that fills some sort of particular role for them um, behind Algier and, and Patterson. Um, so. The more interesting guys, I think, start in that sort of like five million and under tier, um, and there's quite a few of them. Uh, like Devin Singletary from the Bills is a guy that I've always sort of liked. Um, again, not a super flashy guy. Sort of reminds you of Caleb Huntley, probably in a lot of ways, um, in that he's sort of a, a shorter statured back, but he's thick. Um, and Singletary has been consistently productive. He's averaged four point seven yards per carry over his career. Had a good season last year. Uh, with the Bills, right, um, just under 200 carries, 819 yards, 4.6 yards per carry, uh, and five touchdowns. Um, quality player, a guy that I would feel very comfortable with as the sort of, uh, you know, RB2 to Tyler Algier. Um, the thing with Singletary, he doesn't really add anything that, like, Algier doesn't already bring. So he's not the type of guy that's going to bring that sort of dynamic presence. But um, he would sort of fill that Huntley role well. Um, he will probably be one of the more expensive options, however, and that leads you to guys like, uh, Jamal Williams from the Lions, who we all know is just sort of a red zone monster. Um, never been the most efficient runner, but is a volume, sort of a volume guy, uh, good size. You know, he certainly looks like an Arthur Smith running back, right? Um, 17 touchdowns in 2022, which is just absurd. Um, and I always have room on my roster for guys that score touchdowns. That's just me personally. But, you know, I don't, and I don't think he's a guy that's going to break the bank either. I think he's in line for a raise, but $4 million a year. You know, for a team like the Falcons, that's not a big salary to give out. So they could afford to pay someone like a Jamal Williams a good running back to salary like that. Um, you know, Samaj P. Ryan's a similar case, uh, a backup, you know, in Cincinnati. I think he's continued to impress. Uh, I think last year was sort of... Uh, Efficiency wise, not his best season, but overall, I think he's he's had a good career in Cincinnati, um, and and would you know offer some good versatile ability as a guy who can catch the ball, as a guy who can run and be that sort of reliable running back too. The one I might be most interested in though is Alexander Madison from the Vikings as a guy who's never really gotten an opportunity to be the starter behind Dalvin Cook. He has had to fill in regularly because Cook has dealt with his own injuries. Um, but Madison, I think, is is a really good sort of buy low guy who I think in the right situation like Atlanta could be a really dynamic and have sort really dynamic guy and have sort of a Tyler Algier breakout sort of season um, if he's given the opportunity. Not really a big pass catcher. He's fine in that regard. But, um, you know, I, I do really like Madison as a guy who's probably not going to demand a lot of money. Doesn't have a lot of carries, just 400 carries over four seasons so far. So, um, he's and he's going to be, he's only 25, you know, so this is a guy that's still very much in the prime. So, Madison is probably my, my top guy that I would like to add. I think he does add some of that dynamic ability. Um, you know, again, hasn't necessarily been the most efficient 
runner every year, but the Minnesota offensive line has routinely been quite poor um, and really demanded the running back make a lot of plays. Uh, so we'll see uh, if that pans out. But again, you're not necessarily breaking the bank for a guy like Madison either. And honestly, I I, I think Spotrack had his estimated salary at like $2 million, And if it's that cheap, like, I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't at least throw the money at him and see. Uh, but I sort of expect that he'll have a few suitors, um, given that, you know, I think people know about him and, um, I think they'll, you'll probably have to raise that salary up a little bit to close the deal. But, um, you know, I, I do really like the idea of Madison here, uh, Jarek McKinnon, a little bit on the older side, right. But did have a nice, very nice season with the chiefs as their sort of passing down specialist. Um, and, and that's something that I think the Falcons are lacking a little bit, um, you know, that dynamic pass-catching ability. Uh, he was one of their top receivers, right? I mean, McKinnon had 56 catches for 512 yards, nine receiving touchdowns. That's really incredible. I would love to get that sort of talent in Atlanta to really flesh out that uh, part of the running back room. You know, maybe Avery Williams can do it. You know, we haven't seen it yet. So it, it's, and you know, Algier certainly can catch the fall, but that dynamic speed, that sort of change of pace guy, um, I think, you know, I still think that, that Jerick McKinnon can do that. He's not ever going to be the best runner, but I think he's serviceable in that area. He's not going to be a negative when he carries the football, but more of a passing down specialist there. Um, Daryl Williams, another former chief, right? Uh, went to the Cardinals and I mean, had to have a ton of carries, but very efficient season. Um, you know, 4.9 yards per carry on 21 carries, uh, similar to a guy like Avery Williams, right? I've, I've always liked Williams. He does have that sort of Arthur Smith build, you know, 220, uh, like six foot, whatever. Um, and again, as a guy that's probably going to be, you know, minimal salary, uh, I'd, I'd bring him in for sure as a depth piece, you know, similar to like a Damian Williams type of guy. Um, and you know, he, he's someone who can, catch the football well, someone who could run, do a little bit of everything, and would be a, a reliable depth piece there. Uh, and then you get to Raheem Mostert, who despite his good season, uh, you know, his salary is is estimated to be quite low, according to Spotrack, and that's probably because he's going to be entering his age 31 season, and the guy really struggles to stay healthy, although he did a better job of that, certainly, in 2022. Um but, you know, is anyone willing to give significant money to Mostert given his injury history and, you know, his age? Um, but he would certainly be that guy that would bring that dynamic speed element to the Falcons. Um, I would certainly you, we know how good of a fit he is in this type of system. We've seen it time and time again. Uh, coming off his most productive season uh, with, you know, 891 yards at 4.9 yards per carry. He's a good receiver, too. Um, so I really like the Mostert idea, especially if he's at this price. Um, as a guy that can can do a lot for you, can bring sort of that different element to the Falcons run game. Um, this is also a position, you know, this isn't really a draft show, um, but it's it's sort of a, a position where you could see the Falcons invest a draft pick. You know, there's been a lot of talk about Bijan, and we'll get to that, you know, later. We've talked about it on the live show. Um, but I think, you know, as a potential day three uh, target, there's always good running backs on day three. They're going to be the most affordable way to get running back depth as well. Um, you know, this team has shown a knack for finding those type of guys, this, this coaching staff. So I would not be shocked at all if they take another shot on, on somebody on day three or as an, an undrafted free agency, bring in some guys and maybe that's all they need. Uh, they don't really need to spend, 
you know, significant money on the position. Um, so that's something to monitor. But I do think that despite the presence of Tyler Algier and Cordero Patterson here, I do think that there's a need until Caleb Huntley is back for depth. Um, and, you know, I think at a position where you're constantly sort of looking to get the most value, the best way to do that is by bringing in young running backs and sort of, you know, working them in and out of your rotation. And um, I, I think that's the way to go here. I would continue to do that, whether that's, you know, on day three and on drafted free agency or signing some of these, you know, uh, mid-range running backs. But in terms of like paying Saquon Barkley, I'm not really into that. Josh Jacobs, not really into that. You know, Montgomery, no thank you. Um, it's just too much money to tie up when you already have a starter. Um and, you know, the same argument could apply to Bijan, right? The thing with Bijan is, like, you know, if you're taking him that early in the draft, you know, the contract is is not necessarily tiny either. It's not huge. Certainly, it's not going to be close to sort of matching the price of, you know, what, uh, you know, I think it's like $4 million or something like that. Um, the first year or the second year, it would be, what, uh, 5.3 third year 6.3 and and then fourth year 7.4 so if you're getting the best running back in the nfl uh it's still a bargain it's not as much of a bargain as getting a guy you know on day three where they're making in the you know they're not making an over a million dollars for a year or two or whatever it might be so um it's interesting it's an interesting strategy discussion uh and there's a lot of benefits i think one way or the other but um you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, this is a position where the Falcons do need to improve the depth, need to get somebody in here. But they have a lot of flexibility to do that. And with their cap being so massive, they don't, you know, they don't need to shy away from paying one of these like good mid range NFL veteran running backs to really just solidify the room. And then you don't need to spend the pick. Uh, maybe you go looking in undrafted free agency that doesn't cost you anything. So, um, Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, I hope it was interesting for you. Uh, the next, we'll be tackling tight end next uh, and then moving on to the trenches after that. So stay tuned for that uh, next week. But until then, guys, I appreciate you tuning in to the Falcoholic Podcast. If you don't mind leaving us that five-star review for listening to the audio, like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, if you're interested in supporting the show, getting access to some exclusive perks, including our next patron Q&A session coming on Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, you can sign up for the Patreon, patreon.com slash falcoholiclive, uh, ad-free early access to all podcast episodes and those exclusive Q&A sessions as well. So you can hit that up if you're interested. Uh, and also check out the Discord as well, the link to which is going to be in the show description as well as uh, in the little scrolling thing here if you're watching on video. A uh, lot of great discussion going in there all the time. Uh, we got fi over 500 members now. So if you're just itching to talk Falcons at any hour of the day, there's always going to be someone in there, I guarantee it, to, to talk Falcons too. So, uh, or with, you know, your whichever your preference is. But again, again guys, I'm Kevin Knight at Falcoholic. Kevin, check out the site, thefalcoholic.com, for all that terrific content. And uh, it is still the Falcoholic Podcast for another month. So, hey, you know, enjoy it while it lasts, right? <laughs> <laughs> guys thank you so much for watching listening we'll see you next time on the falcolic podcast have a great day folks without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.